Hi again. So today I am with Shamir from AVR Plateau. So Shamir, tell us a little bit about you. What do you do? What's your company and when did you found it? Uh, hello, Mark. Thank you for having me here. So uh, I am uh, Shamir. I'm the CEO of AVR Plateau Technology. So we, we are a, a startup that started in 2018. Uh, we started up with uh, the need to try to transform education, something that relates to my own uh, experience. Uh, to the traditional uh, education here in Mauritius that I experienced and I found that there was a need to really uh, improve not only in terms only in quality but also in delivery of this uh, subject so which is why we started with, uh, with exploring technology exponential technology uh, for instance what we can apply and then uh, see how we can be used and we started with uh, augmented reality in medical uh, not having a background in medicine, we, uh, but having enthusiasm because even both of, uh, me and my uh, co-founders were both people who wanted to go and study medicine. Unfortunately, circumstances didn't allow us. We ended up, me going into engineering and him going into IT. And we said, okay, let's try to hit this passion that maybe we didn't get to, to go forward with. And uh, we started to explore and try to develop something uh, here in Mauritius in, uh, in medicine. However, it was not uh, to happen. We realized that one, the market here was uh, very limited and uh, the leap that we were trying to take in terms of uh, content we are trying to uh, bring with this, uh, this uh, technology was not something the market was ready for. So we had to go back to drawing board, something that we, we have to do as entrepreneur each time, just go back and pivot and we said, okay, what, what was, the, draw, what was the, the lesson we got from this? And the lesson was uh, most of these, uh, these uh, early customers uh, couldn't really relate to what we were trying to sell to. So we understood that augmented reality is such a, a, a buzz, but at the same time, many people don't understand the whole concept of it and how it, it functions. So we started to say, okay, let's go something really basic, try to introduce it in, in the most basic way possible, and which is where last year in July we came up with the concept of Orama Animals. Uh, it's an application that allows uh, students and small children to interact and learn about animals in, uh, in, the, in their different ways. And also we have introduced the Creole language also. At the same time trying to promote the local context to be able to even further include uh, people into accepting this technology. So, and um, so it's interesting. So you started with an idea. So while well, you sti are still using um, augmented reality technology, but you started with an idea and realized, as you said, that you were probably ahead of what the market could accept. How, how did you get that feedback? So uh, what we did is through our market research. So we went extensively through uh, market research at different institutions, trying to sell them the ideas at start. And in Mauritius. We can count it on our fingers how many uh, medical institutions there are, approximately five, and I think now it's even less. So we did contact them. We, uh, we got even a breakthrough that would have led us to get into the Mauritius uh, Institute of Health to go forward. We had already drawn out the quotation. Everything was going on smoothly, and the moment it reached there, they were like, it's too expensive. We are not ready to take this leap for such a big project and maybe in a few years we will look at, at going forward and that is when we we had two choices either we stop operation mm. or we we go forward and say okay let's try to introduce it in a different way which will be profitable for us 
but at the same time keep the company afloat. And as a startup, that's the most essential part because the first two years are easily very uh, for you to just crash out. Yeah, so it's the it's the minimum valuable or viable product. It it was definitely not viable in the customer's view. So it was, as you said, too expensive, probably too early. Um, and 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 how do you? So it's interesting that you said that. Well, you're too early. People don't realize. Do you still think that people understand augmented reality in the region? Uh, not really. To to be fair, this is when we realized through our new product is when we were demonstrating it to uh, different branches of uh, our customers. Uh, it's now that you can see some people looking at our because we're using what we use trigger image, so they are cards mm -hmm. that allows you to then augment this image. And you could see people thinking, oh, is it a magneting card? Is there something magical in this? How is this happening? Do I need to have this? tablet specifically for it to work so and you can certainly see because for us in tech we tend to believe because augmented reality has already been here for a couple of years and we are well versed in how it can be used and we believe that people also should know but actually it's not the fact they see it but they don't realize it and even like recently one of uh, the movie we watched in uh, spider-man uh, far from home the use of augmented reality and how it can impact but most people don't realize how really Uh, augmented reality can be used for a daily uh, activity also at the same time. Yeah, so the, uh, the awareness level is, is important. The awareness piece, I would say, is very important. So, and, and I think that that relates to a lot of things I'm doing as well. So we live in a technology world, so we believe that everybody understands technology as we do, but they don't actually. <laughs> okay, so you pivoted, you moved into games, uh, children games mostly. So what was the, the reaction this time of the, of the customers? So what we saw uh, is drastically different from uh, our early products. So one, people could relate to it. So because we chose something that was really uh, easy, relatable too, everyone was really attracted. They, all, they were already attracted to the technology, but they could now relate to it because it was simple. It was, hey, I can find an animal in my house. I can show it to my kids. They'll love it. They'll play with it. They can learn through it. And... I really find it cool and what we found even interesting is not only the children were attracted to it but adults were and I think to be fair even the adults were more interested in this because they could see the element that this was bringing in terms of you know my, my children nowadays are using uh, a lot of technology yeah. but what can I give them that is also uh, part of it and is not only hindering them towards most of the time now they're just going on games that is not really helping them develop uh, in, in their educational area. So they were like, oh, this is really interesting. I'm sure this is going to work out. So it will work out. And, and, and because it's interesting that you said that the parents may be more interested actually than, than the kids. So do you see any potential products for adults based on that experience? Uh, obviously, we, we are looking at how we can uh, now really uh, expand on this. So uh, initially when we started, we were looking at only the... Uh, children angle that means going for only the the children learning experience but then uh, through this uh, this feedbacks we got we said okay why not make it a family experience so where at the same time the children are learning but the family also can uh, play together and community games have always been something through which uh, children have learned M I myself uh, learned a lot about handling money by playing Monopoly <laughs> even though it's it's a game that Uh, teaches you how to monopolize everything, but at the same time, it did teach you how to manage money better 
and how to take risk and assess when I can go forward with yeah, that. Yeah. And this is where this angle can really go forward. And we're looking to in include this because as much as technology is coming into our life, it's also creating certain bridges yeah. between the people that we are close to. We can communicate with someone that is miles away, but someone in our house, we barely can go because we, they are just next to Ah, we're not going to meet them. And that's where we want to like in incorporate that so that it, it makes this blend where technology is not disrupting, but actually uh, creating this inclusion together. Okay. And that's uh, uh, great. Um, how did this year, so you, you pivoted last year, so basically uh, this year was kind of a weird year. So uh, how did you go through it? Are you still, still tough or are you faring fairly well? Uh, so this year, as we started last year, like we, we, we pivoted last year, we launched, we were looking at uh, mid of this year to go out and uh, really introduce new uh, ideas to our product. However, COVID hit everyone, it hit everyone really hard. And for ourselves, we, uh, we had to put a stall to our R&D okay. uh, because we had to maintain uh, cost and uh, see what was the best approach to go forward. Uh, we are blessed that we were in Mauritius, so it didn't hit us so long that we could uh, get back on foot and try to go forward with. And uh, we have then, from since then, trying to now re uh, go re go forward, go capture the, the market, and then re try to re uh, put into place what we uh, we were trying to do uh, last, like in in, uh, in March to July. So. Okay, so you got good perspective for next year. Hopefully, yeah, uh, and like. Last year was, it happened so quickly because we pivoted very quickly last year. Uh, we launched our product uh, in around September, but we got our, the delivery in end of December. So we missed the window of Christmas, which was really terrible. And uh, we, we felt it because you, you can realize, you can see the difference in having a product before Christmas and having it after Christmas. Like that was an eye opening for us. Uh, however, this year we were like ready for, for Christmas. We were like, okay, this time let's go from the start and, uh, and try to make uh, the most possible. Because the more we, we get these feedbacks also from our customers, we can then really uh, enhance the next version to, 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 to build it. So, uh, with now your, your experience over this couple of years, so pivoting, uh, hitting the, the crisis now, so. Um, what are your big learnings of being an entrepreneur and, and having all those experiences? Uh, I think I, I, I've actually recently been uh, applying for a master in sustainability because I, I'm, uh, I'm drawn towards uh, sustainable design in terms of product design also. And when I was writing my, my essay, I was uh, being helped by a friend. And during the, the back and forth and analogy, I made an analogy that I myself didn't think about and it suddenly just came out. I told him uh, we we tend to uh, we tend to be like a rock at times because of the rigidity in terms of let's be a rock to be able to be strong. But as an entrepreneur, I realized that we need to be like water. So as water, we need to be strong at when we need to, but also be flexible and fluid to be able to navigate the, the hard times. Because if we become a wall, we'll crumble. And most of uh, system infrastructure and even like in sustainability we, we, we uh, the current system is very rigid they don't want to change mm. 
But being fluid and understanding that uh, new changes are coming forward, uh, new technologies are coming forward, let's adopt it and see how we can navigate it. But we need to be strong. We be strong, but we move uh, through that also uh, as the water. Nice. Now I like I like the analogy of being more of a water than a rock. You can break a rock, you, you really can't break water. So the moment you try to hit water, it just goes away and goes back. So nice. Um, so to close, um, what would be your one piece of advice to any entrepreneur, new entrepreneur, or any some anybody who wants to start in entrepreneurship? Uh, I would tell them to start, no matter where you are. Uh, go for it. Don't be afraid of making mistakes. I've made loads of them. I make them on a daily basis. Uh, I think that's the most scary part uh, when you start is you want to have all the answer. And believe me, you won't have all the answer. No matter how many books you read, no matter how many advice you get, you have to jump into uh, the ocean and then try to swim. And you have to then navigate your way. And I think that's, that's the biggest advice I can give them. Be like water, flow. When you have to change course, change course and just be, uh, be ready. Be ready to sometimes uh, accept that failure is the biggest step to moving forward. Great. Thanks very much. So we're going to stop on this wisdom. You know, failure is really needed into any entrepreneur's life. Shamir, thanks very much. Thank you. And uh, enjoy selling as much as, as, much as possible products. Thank you. Ciao.